you know, we are a hundred percent responsible for our own lives, for our own happiness, for our own health, for our own everything. And it's like, it's all up to us. And the sooner that we can recognize that we are creating every single thing in our life, the sooner we can go after exactly what it is we want. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to have Julie Scott with me. Julie's a life coach who says she thrives on helping mature women prioritize their needs and gain confidence so they can stop worrying about being enough and start actually living life. She's a self-proclaimed feel-good junkie, and she's personally experienced decades of struggling with people-pleasing, overgiving, low self-esteem, and she's learned how to accept, trust, and love herself. And I think that's really important, and she's helping other women do the same thing. So, Julie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, whenever I hear that intro read, I always sit and nod my head because it is, it's so true. That's exactly where I came from. And it is still stuff that I still continue to work on today, you know, but at least I'm aware of it now. So thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. I think it's something that everybody works on some people more effectively than others. Well, we're never done, right? It's a, it's a journey for the rest of your life, you know, and if you think you're done, then you're really in trouble. (laughs) So I think, as I was saying, most women, and probably some men too, discover that they've spent the majority of their lives trying to uh, fulfill the needs of others, trying yeah. to you know, make other people happy. And, and many of us tend to believe that we're not supposed to be thinking about ourselves, that we're supposed to be worrying about what, what other people want, and because, because that's the more giving thing to do. But we need to refocus that, I think. And I want to really dive into that. But before we do, um, let's talk about you a little bit and how you got to this point in your in your life, because you weren't always able to focus on you. Oh, no, I was completely asleep <laughs> for about four <laughs> decades. I was like totally asleep in my life. I didn't even know it. And I think that's to your point of, you know, that a lot of us do selflessly give ourselves to others for most of our lives. I think that's just part of the DNA of being a woman in a lot of ways. Some men do as well, but I mean, you know, we're taught, you know, that from a young age, but for me, I wasn't even aware that I was doing it, which was part of the problem. Like I was just on autopilot, you know, I was just kind of doing, you know, I, I was a good girl, right? I, I'm the youngest of four daughters. I followed in my older sister's footsteps. I, you know, did what I needed to do to get praise, get love, to belong, to be accepted, to all of those things. And I think that 
kind of do, you know, just childhood can kind of almost set you up to become a people pleaser, which I call myself a recovering people pleaser now, but it's like one of those things where you just, you comply to get all the things you need to live, right. To get freedom, you know, whatever, all those other things I mentioned. So for me, it was a slow, uh, you know, slow burn. Like I, I didn't know what was going on with me until I was in my late thirties, early forties, really. Um, and that was really when I had this moment where I kind of just looked around my life and I thought, is this all there is? It's like, is this it? You know, is this all I can hope for? Um, and I, when I really took stock of what I, what I had going on, I was in a I was working a job that I wasn't happy in, certainly not fulfilling work. I was in a marriage I wasn't happy in. Um, and I was living in a, a bustling city that I longed to leave. And I'm like, what am I doing? And and, I, and furthermore, how did I get here? You know, it kind of, it, I just really felt, I felt foolish. I felt lost. I felt defeated and, and, and I, and I was angry, you know, I had this anger and this bitterness running underneath it all. Um, because I, you know, because of always putting other people's wants, needs, and desires above and in front of mine. And I didn't even know that that's why I was angry until I started really taking stock of what was bothering me. And that's when I, I kind that's when I call my awakening. <laughs> I woke up and then I was like, okay, I'm cleaning house. I mean, it was like everything had to go and everything did go. And the first thing that went was my marriage. And that was when, um, you know, my parents were married for 44 years. So I immediately felt like a failure that I couldn't keep a marriage together. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, that's when I started searching the self-help book sections <laughs> of the bookstores <laughs> when we had a lot of bookstores and, um, you know, just started kind of diving into, you know, trying to figure out how I had gotten where I was. And the very first book that you may be familiar with, a lot of people know it, is um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Wonderful book. I still own it to this day. And it really helped me to start just kind of digging out of the hole that I had dug for myself and start to, again, you know, kind of take back bit, little bits and pieces of my life, you know, one at a time. So. I don't want to keep rambling, but that's kind of my story of, of awakening. And, you know, there's a whole process of what I did to, you know, get to where I am now, but I'm going to let you see, ask me another question if you want to, <laughs> because like I said, I could talk forever. I just want to, I want to stop right there for, I, I think I answered that question for you. <laughs> so one of the things that you said just now is you wonder, is that all there is? And I think, I think almost everyone hits that point at some point in their life. And some of them, some of them are happy and they say, is this all there is? And it's good enough. But other people say, is this all there is? Like, what am I missing out on? And I think it's, it's balancing those or figuring out which road you're going to go down. That that's the starting point for that. Absolutely. I mean, I know for me, one of the things that kind of did keep me stuck for a little while longer was telling myself, oh, you know, you should just be happy. You should be happy. You've got so much more than so many people in the world. Just be happy. You know, and that's another mindset thing that just keeps you yeah. stuck. So, and that's, that's it exactly. And, and so many people I, I've heard it many times myself directed at me, directed at other people. It's like, 
you know, why aren't you happy? Look at what you've got. And it's not a matter of not being happy with what you've got or, or not, you know, not feeling that what you've got is worthwhile. It's just a, a need to be fulfilled, I think. And, and fulfillment comes from so many different things. Right. And nobody can tell you that your feelings are valid or not. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, is it okay if I feel like this? <laughs> it's like, but, you know, that's kind of how I ran my life for so many years. It's like, is it, you know, I, I always checked in with other people and also my value was attached to what I could do for other people. So I, I outsourced my value outside of me. I outsourced my worth, all of that to, you know, even so much decision-making in my life to other people to keep everybody happy, peaceful, you know, just do what everyone else wants to do. And, and I never really thought it was affecting me, but boy, it was. Of course it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think so many people attach their self-worth to what other people think. And it's, it's hard yeah. to let go of that. It's hard to step outside that and say, hey, I'm a worthwhile person. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. And I think that that is something that we're definitely not taught. I mean, for, for me, exactly. it was, it was about being selfless. It was about not being self-centered. It was about not being cocky or, you know, all of those things that, you know, you're taught to be modest, you know, to be modest. And, and it's, um, and it's really a disservice, you know, cause it's, you know, we are hundred percent responsible for our own lives, for our own happiness, for our own health, for our own everything. And it's like, yep. it's all up to us. And the sooner that we can recognize that we are creating every single thing in our life, the sooner we can go after exactly what it is we want, but yep. it's all a process. So yep. and that's why I tell my girls that every day. Well, not every day, but more often than they want to hear that, you know, no one can make you feel what you don't oh. want to feel. It's up to you and how you feel is your choice. Oh, that is, that is such a nugget of goodness to teach to a child. I mean, because it takes away that victim mentality, right? It's like, yeah. this is happening to me. It's like, no, no, you're choosing it. You know, you're, you're choosing it by how you react, by what you say, by what you do. Absolutely. I love that you do. And how many girls do you have? Oh, just two. I've had a lot of conversations with other people as well about how you choose your reaction. It's not mm. something that's making you react that way. And, and a lot of people have different opinions and that's okay. But, you know, I agree with you. It's, it, it's your choice, what you choose. Well, and also once you really get your head around that, it makes you a better communicator when you're talking with people who do trigger you, right? For, so, so say for instance, your partner, you know, you, get, you can't say, Oh, when you said that you made me feel like, you know, it's like it, you know, I, when you said that I felt, and you change the way you talk and it actually becomes a more powerful way to communicate with anyone because people inherently don't want to, I think, I believe cause pain to other people. Right. So if you're not making it about a blame or something that they did, you say, you know, when this happened, I felt this, yeah. they it's received so much differently. And I've, I've, experience that because I've actually been gotten really conscious around what I say, because I'm a, I'm another huge believer in your voice 
is the most powerful voice that you can hear in your life. So be careful what you say, cause you're listening type thing. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but I mean, really it is, it is so powerful to communicate from that standpoint and it does, yeah. it gives it, you take back your power as well. So yeah. I love that. And you're not accusing anybody and that, that helps remove the barriers that automatically go up when you accuse someone of something. 100%. Well so. said. <laughs> where all that is leading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> as, as we head into our retirement and beyond, whatever age that might be at, mm-hmm. we we need to start looking more about or looking more at what our life is all about, what we're going to do, what we're going to focus on basically, and as women especially, that gets harder because our life changes, our kids grow up, um Maybe as in your case, your marriage dissolves, but even if it doesn't, your husband is off or your partner is off doing other things and you've got time on your hands and you've got to figure out what to do for you. And that's a whole new thing that causes guilt. Probably it's like, you know, wow, I'm paying attention to me now. How can you help people get over that guilt? Um, You know, it's, I think it's, it's a couple of things. I think, well, it's, I, I kind of, come come up with three different things that I think are around this subject. It's, it's really about um, allowing yourself to dream, right? Allowing yourself to think of the possibilities. So it's like, you know, I always talk to people about, you know, you're connecting back with the things that, that you love to do, you know, starting getting curious about the possibilities. But before you can even do that, the very first thing that you have to do, in my opinion, is you have to give yourself permission to want more of life, right? And it's like I had said earlier, it's like I spent a lot of time, you know, beating myself up, um, you know, thinking that wanting more made me ungrateful for what I had, right? And and really, that, that's really the first thing. It's like, you know, to give yourself permission and the way to do that is to stop beating yourself up for wanting more, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the number one thing. And, you know, cause you know, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human. Right. And it's like, we all have desires and the more that we push them aside, the more powerful they become. And they become that, they become that thing that creates that low level, angry feeling that I was talking about that I had. It was yeah. because I had been pushing down my own desires for so long. I was really just angry about the fact that I had done that and I had done it to myself. Um, And the thing is, too, it's like, I really believe that the more that you push down what you really want, the more it starts showing up in other ways in your life. Like, for me, it it, kind of came up in my body as like a physical health problem for me stuffing my emotions for so long, right? I mean, because that's how I believe. And I, I think this is very accurate, how we create disease and illness in our bodies is by stuffing our emotions for so long that our bodies just react because it's, it's really, it's pushing down the, and when you push down your emotions, you're, it creates a stress feeling in your body, right? Cause you're, you're resisting, you're, you're going against it. So anyways, that's one of the ways is by stop beating yourself up, right? You've got to just go ahead and allow yourself to want more the second thing that I really helped me too um, was I had to stop comparing myself 
to everyone else. Again, you're like, oh, just because my life was better than because I live in a first world country, for example, it doesn't mean that my desires to want more in my life are not valid or that I, you know, just because I am fortunate enough to live, I live in the United States, you know, I, I do have a lot of things that a lot of people don't, it still doesn't de devalue or invalidate the desire that I have to want more in my life. So I think that's it. Um, and, you know, getting rid of that, you know, other people have it worse than me. Um, is, is something that I've taken out of my vocabulary. It's not that I don't care, but it has given me more, it, it's that allowing myself to, again, want more. Um, and the third thing is, I kind of touched on this in the first one, but I, it bears, uh, it, it's good to just mention it again. Just stop ignoring how you feel. You know, again, just stop ignoring how you feel. Your feelings are real and valid and no one else needs to agree with you or give you their approval that you can feel that way, right? And so um, you're worthy and deserving of not only your feelings, but what you desire as well. So, I mean, that those are my, those three things that whenever I feel myself kind of pumping the brakes on something that I'm dreaming of, I run through those three things in my head and it helps me to just go, <sighs> okay, I can go for it, <laughs> you know, cause it's like, those are the blocks that, that held me back for, you know, for almost four decades in my life. You know I mean? Just that thought process. And again, it comes from that root of me being a people pleaser that, you know, yeah. that kept me stuck for so long. So, so I hope those were helpful. I mean, I yeah. think they helped me. I mean, they're, they're, they're good for me. They are. I mean, I wrote them down. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Stop beating yourself up. Stop comparing your life to, to anybody else's and yep. stop ignoring your wants, your desires, your feelings. Yes. hundred percent. So it's real easy. I mean, I just rhymed those off. It's easy to say, how do you do that? You know, um, I think it's a, it's, it's a process. It's almost, it's just like anything else. It's like, we have to build new habits around how we talk to ourselves, how we, you know, just kind of how we run through our days. You know, for me, it's, I've, I've had to take a lot of time to get quiet and, you know, I've, I've, I've learned to meditate and that, and that wasn't something that I was able to do in the beginning. So my original form of meditation, and this is part of why I call myself a feel good junkie that we talked about earlier is for years, working out was how I work things out. It's like when I work out, things work out. So for me, it could be a, 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 a really strong, tough hike, or it could be a challenging yoga class. And during those times when I'm doing those activities, I'm so focused on, you know, getting up the hill and not tripping on a rock or not falling on my behind in yoga, um, keeping my balance and all that, that during that time, I literally can't think of anything else in my life. And what that does for me is it creates, it calms my monkey mind and it gives me that much needed space in my head to be able to think beyond my current identity. I mean, honestly, to think beyond what is right now and start to tap into that side of me that used to dream, you know, that used to, you know, imagine other possibilities for myself. And I think that this is something, again, if you don't take the time to, the, the core of everything is you've got to take the time to focus on yourself and give yourself that much needed attention that you deserve to figure out 
what it is you truly want and what excites you. And the thing is, is and another thing that I noticed that a lot of people get hung up on, it's like, well, what if I come up with, isn't really what I end up wanting in the long term? It's like, okay, choose again, choose again, choose again. And the thing is, is that I think we give ourselves these rules. Like I have to figure it out and it has to be perfect right now. It's like, no, I mean, I've changed the focus of my coaching business two or three times because I moved into what felt right, what felt more aligned with my values or, or what I enjoyed or what I love talking about, you know? And so I think it's a combination of things, but that I think getting quiet and giving yourself some space in your head is so key to starting this process of giving yourself permission to, you know, cause it really does, it gives you the space to dream. And I think that's something that a lot of people, as we get older, forget how to do is dream because we get funneled into what our life is and what we have to do. We don't think about things like a kid anymore and we need to. Well, and the other thing that I am super passionate about is I, I believe that you can be happy, healthy, dead. <laughs> you, you don't have to buy into the idea that we are, we deteriorate with age. And the bottom line is that our strength and balance don't deteriorate with age. They deteriorate with not using it without moving our bodies in activity. It's like, you have to continue to move your body and take care of your body. If you want to enjoy the rest of your time on this planet. So I plan to slide into home plate. If I'm going to, you know, when I'm 80 years old, I want it to be a possibility. If I want to take a bike tour across Europe, let's do it. I mean, that's, that's the way I look at it. And I don't buy into that, that whole aging thing. So I agree. And I hope it works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it will. And I think that's yeah. half the battle too. I, I exactly. absolutely believe that it's possible and I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. I've seen people certainly. Oh yeah. And they're 80. My mother is 80, 86. She just turned 86 years old. Um, she still lives independently. She golfs three or four times a week. You know, she, she eats healthy, you know, she moves her body on a regular basis and, you know, she has a love for life. You know, she's, she's definitely, you know, she's been a widow for many years. So she's had to, you know, kind of reinvent herself a few times and it's just wonderful to watch. And so I'm fortunate to have an example like that in my life. So it is possible. And like, and I have this on my desk right here, believe you can and you're halfway there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that is so important. So. Yeah, I could talk about that for days. <laughs> so you're, we've got your, your three ways to give permission to yourself. Yeah. Stepping back a bit, what are some of the ways that the guilt about your life shows up um, so that people know what to look for in, like you said, you said at the start that you were asleep. You didn't even know that you were doing the things you were doing. What, what can people look for in their life to give them clues? Yeah, I think it, I think our, our, our bodies speak to us quite a bit. Um, and of course it speaks to us through physical, uh, things. Like if you, if you find yourself feeling sluggish a lot, feeling tired a lot, your energy is low. I think that's a very good indicator for, for you to look around because our health mirrors our emotional health too. our physical health mirrors, our emotional health. So for me, it was noticing that I had, you know, issues with my bowels for, it was almost a year that, that I had trouble that I, then I was like, Oh, 
maybe there's something wrong. You know, it wasn't so much about checking with my diet. It was like checking in with how I was feeling in my body. So I think it, it has to do with your physicality. So if you're feeling sluggish, if you're feeling tired, if you um, are feeling, you know, that and from an emotional standpoint, it's like if you're feeling just kind of that low hum of anger, you know, like where you're just snippy, you know, you feel like you're a little snippy, like you've noticed that you're, you're picking at your partner or you're, you're, you're getting snappy with your boss or at work, if you're still working or just, you just find yourself kind of on the bitter side of things a lot, you know, and also too, this is another thing that I, I noticed because I'm usually a really happy person, but what, what I knew was something was up was when happy people were triggering me. When people who seem like, like other people whose lives seem like they had their lives together and they were happy and things were going well for them. I was really, I was really jealous. I was really angry about that. And so, I mean, those were all my own personal indicators that something was, was going on for me. And I think that, you know, cause we're, we're meant to be in a happy, healthy state. That's our natural state of being. So if, if you look at your emotions and you look at your, your physicality, those are the two easiest places to tap in and say, Oh, something is going on for me. And, you know, cause like I said, your body is always talking to you and it's, it's, and it isn't, I don't buy into the fact that it's just, you know, genetics or, you know, the environment, it has so much to do with your inner peace emotional piece as well. Does that answer the question? It does indeed. Yeah. Okay, Lots of good. things to look at. I, I like the idea of uh, <clears throat> everybody around you who's happy makes you angry. That's, that's a very bad place to be. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, but it's an indicator that, you know, cause people, when people trigger you, that's always a reflection of something for yourself to look at, you know, it's like, Hmm, why did that trigger me? And then I always, Pick, you know, pick up my journal or, or just a piece of paper and just write down a few, you know, questions for myself. And I just think about it. It's like, you know, what, what is, why is this triggering me? And what is it telling me about myself? What is it that I'm not giving myself that I could be giving myself? You know, wh wh where am I lacking? And you know, where's, where are the holes in my life that I'm ignoring? You know, so those kinds of things help me as well. Great. So if people wanted to get in touch with you and talk to you about what's going on in their lives, how to take back control of their life, how do they reach you? You know, I think that one of the very best places to connect with me these days, because I spend a lot of time in there, is my Facebook community. And it's called the Confident Women's Community. And in there, I do a lot of... Um, I do a lot of interviews with people. I do, I do a lot of trainings. I... I post a lot of, you know, interesting content and questions and I engage with the people in the group there. And I think that's a nice, easy way to connect with me. They can also go to my website. If they want to get really close to me, they can go to um, itsabouttimebaby.com, which is my website. I mean, that, that business name just <laughs> spoke to me because I felt like it was about time for me. <laughs> so that's my website and they can connect with me through that as well. And there's a lot of freebies on there that they can access. I have a people pleasers anonymous. I've got a priority okay. quiz. I got a lot of different things on there they can look at. Awesome. So do you have any last words that you'd like to say to the listeners uh, before we sign off? You know, I have to say it is never too late to reinvent yourself. I mean, it just isn't. And, and why not you? I think that's another really powerful thing. It's like, 
just put, put that in your head. Why not me? Why couldn't I do that? And I think when you start looking at life from, from it's never too late and why not me, it just really throws open so many doors for you for the possibilities in your life. So that's what I, I like to share. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. And I'm sure that the listeners got lots out of this. Oh, I hope so too, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.